0: Two twelve with you. Let me let me two twelve with you. Now we two twelve and with tea. Now we two twelve and with tea. Let me two twelve with you. Let me let me two twelve with you. Now we two twelve and with tea. Now we two twelve and
1: with tea. What's good, y'all? Y'all let's tune in to two twelve and with tea. I am T aka Hip
0: Hop's Yanla. What's good, what's good. This your boy David, you know. This is what we doing.
1: I got a super, super special guest today.
0: I got two supers. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Special (laughs) guest. CSL. Yes.
1: Owner. Yes. Podcast.
2: Tell them. Yes. Legend.
1: Nah, I'm not (laughs) going
2: to say all that. Oh, Easy. After a few more years. But
1: Preach is in the building.
2: Thank you for having me, man. Thank you.
1: Um, Thank you, Preach. For No, thank you
2: for this Ducé. Oh, you're I, welcome. Like I said, I, t- I said in the previous uh, podcast, like I feel like Ducé is going to overtake the studio soon. And yeah. this, this is a Hennessy-owned studio, but right now, Ducé is on the you call. You
1: know, that's a lot more smoother than Hennessy, though. Mm-hmm. I like that more yeah. Hennessy give me here on my chest. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yes.
1: Uh, I definitely don't like that's that. That's battery acid. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is.
0: Definitely try it with the, with the with with the the Beyonce level. right now. You know, we just had the Beychella that just happened. So, yeah. you know, we got to. <laughs>
1: Beychella did just happen. Beychella happened, so
0: we got to. <laughs> it
1: was amazing. But um, like I said, Preach has been very uh, supportive of me and my podcast. This Absolutely. is my home away from home. So I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you. Wow. And anybody that has a podcast that you're starting, um, come here. Absolutely. Definitely. Give thank your you. money to that. preach, please. Thank you.
2: I appreciate that. All, All right. of it. So,
1: <laughs> what do people need to know about starting a podcast?
2: Um, that um, well, the first thing, and I've said this on previous interviews, but the first thing that people need to know is that, you know, this is a serious field. So, like, you know, I like I know a lot of people like to just like do a podcast because they may they might deem like it's the cool thing to do, mm-hmm. but people really take this. Seriously, like you right. and other and other people like that come through here, like um, you'll take it very seriously and also have fun with it. You can take something serious and have fun with it, mm-hmm. um, and be prepared. I know. It, I know it seems it's, it's, it's easy. Like you, people feel like you could just come into a studio and talk behind a mic, mm-hmm. but there's a lot more that goes into it. Like you know, like there's actually doing it, um, being good at doing it, um, preparing, marketing uploading mm-hmm. um, you know engaging an audience, um, getting people to know that your podcast exists and also doing a, doing something a little bit different than what everybody else is doing because obviously this is the age of um, new media and a lot of people are doing podcasts and that's great for us because obviously, obviously that's great for business but
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know you don't uh, you don't want to end up with the fray. you want to you know kind of stand out and be your own. Your own thing. So that's the one thing I would tell people: the first thing they need to realize about doing a podcast.
1: Why do you think is what's the number of reason that podcasts are failing when they start out?
2: Um, because they don't take it serious. Like they might, they might do well. One, they might stop themselves, so they'll do the first episode, not feel confident in what they did, mm-hmm. and so immediately just quit. Or they're not, or they'll do it once then wait like 3 weeks and then try another episode and then wait another 2 weeks and do another episode and then take a vacation for like a month and then like it's, there's like there's a consistency with it like you got to be able to give um, people content on a regular basis and i feel like podcasting you can't just give people podcasts alone right you know what i'm saying i think you got to start giving people something a little bit extra these like days visuals visuals yeah. but not just that like just certain content like different content um, You know, like be so be, and I know this is coming from me because I'm not really on the social media landscape like that. Like, I could do a whole lot better with that, but I think you have to start realizing, like, you know, do a lot more live um, Instagram posts or a lot, a lot more Facebook things, whether it's like just for 30 minutes engaging your people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, I think that's what they kind of stop themselves because they kind of get discouraged when in reality, a lot of the people that are successful now, they, kept going, and they're consistent, and they did it a lot and they every week. and yeah. You know, and they really pushed themselves to keep doing it. So that's why they're successful at what they do.
1: So for me, it's, like, so it's gotten a lot easier just because I've been doing it for a year now. Mm-hmm. But, like, in Connecticut, there isn't a lot of um, outlets for people to right. do podcasts. Right. Um, what – I know you've been to Connecticut a mm-hmm. couple of times. So right. what do you really know, like, about Connecticut? Um, that's
2: funny. So – um. I've been to Connecticut probably three times in my life. The one time wow. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to go, like, um, so I was like, uh, like this intern at uh, ALC Records mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, I one day uh, there was a rapper by the name of Big Twin who was affiliated with Mob Deep, mm-hmm. and so yeah. he had a new yeah yeah, I remember, I yeah, yeah. so he yeah. had he had this mixtape coming out, or whatever, and. I guess not my boss, like my manager at the time, or I'm like liaison uh, at the time, was like, yo, uh, we gotta go pick up Twin. And so I'm like, cool, we go pick him up, real cool dude. He's like, yo, all right, we gotta go to Connecticut, we gotta do a press run. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mind you, I'm in my mother's car. I had yeah. no idea I was making a drive out to Connecticut. After I'd never been to Connecticut at the time. Um, and so he was like, yo, don't worry, I got the gas, I got every. If you know Twin, he has like a raspy boy, he's like, yo, I got the car, I got the, I got the gas, we good. <laughs> You know, we good, man. And I'm like, so I'm just trying to be the cool guy. Like, all right, cool, let's do it, whatever. Right.
1: In your mom's car. In my mother's car. My
2: mother's Corolla, gray Corolla. Oh, and wow. we drive up there. I think it was about like an hour and a half, two hours. We get there. We do. We go into some dude's van, and we do this press run. We go to all these record shops around Connecticut. It looked pretty cool. Um, and when you're from New York and you're 21, 22, you think you have this certain expectation. Like, when I think of Connecticut, I think about, I don't know if this is weird, but who's the boss? Like, mm-hmm. Mm. It's just suburbs and yeah. trees and nice houses and shit like that. But when I got there, I was like, "Oh, there's a this is a hood everywhere." I guess everywhere, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we just we did a ill run, met people, went to like these record shops, gave out the mixtape, did promo for them, and it was actually a dope time. So, um, but Connecticut to me, like it's like the forgotten, you know, mm. uh, the forgotten state. Real talk. Yeah.
1: Which yeah. is weird because we're so close to you guys, like in Jersey and even Philly. So it's just weird. Do you remember any of the record shops, like any of their names? Oh,
2: man, no, unfortunately. I don't, um, nah, like it, it went by so fast. And then that was like also oh, when I had worked there, I discovered like Industry Weed. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember much from that area. Like, Industry Weed is a different monster. Like, it's, 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 it's nuts. So. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't. Um, I don't
1: think there's any more <coughs> record shops out at all.
2: Really, and that's yeah. sad, though. Yeah. And I think you know it's funny because I've had discussions with people about this. Like, there was something to getting up and going out going to the record to get, record yeah. shop. Like, for me, I always like I used to DJ, so I used to go to uh, for those like I work Bondi's out in the city mm-hmm. that was right next to JNR. I used to go to my local one in Queens, um, in South Jamaica Queens. Like to me, that's like a lost thing. Like that's that we kind of grew up with. That there's no there's no longer a place to just go, check out the credits and look at the records and Mm -hmm. really dissect what you're about to buy, because now everything is digital. Everything is on your laptop.
1: Yeah, I used to love having cassette tapes. Like I remember one of the first cassette tapes I got was Boys to Men. And wow. I got it for Christmas. And I was like the happiest <laughs> wow. little girl in the world. So I was like, yo, this is the best That's thing crazy. ever. And then remember like the singles? They would have the yeah, singles. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. My, mm-hmm. my stepfather used to just like mm-hmm. run it back <clears> all <throat> the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Good time. I had the same. I had my first my first tape was Criss Cross. My sister bought it for me with a red Walkman. And that shit I played that shit so much, man. Like it lasted about a week. That shit was over <laughs> with. And then my first... The first single I ever got was a gift in eighth grade and it was the Method Man Bring the Pain. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yo. And I was nervous because it had curses in it. Mm-hmm. And I knew my mother didn't want me listening listen to that stuff. So I'll, I remember I ran home and I told my, my sister, I was like, Yo, I got the Bring the Pain record, but it has curses and shit. She was like "What? Well, that's not That'll like my mother fine. Yeah, my mother's Haitian, <laughs> so she ain't listening to it. Like she ain't she ain't stealing my consents and popping them in like well, let me see what this boy's listening, yeah. to. so she could give a give a shit, but
0: see, that's how that's how I felt too when um I first bought um my first Memphis Bleak album, mm. the first one. Yeah. And that album wasn't actually that bad, yo. It was See, I can't talk about music because mm-hmm. like, yeah. when it comes to him and like a couple other people like they're like in my little top 10 roster. But that's like just whoa, whoa, overall whoa, whoa. what it is you, have that, I, you have overalls that I listen you just overall what I listen to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just because uh, I'm from Only because so I'm good. from only because I'm from Queens, but I know he's Brooklyn, oh, okay. but it's like just that oh. it's just the New York feel. Like I was so Compressed with just New York nah. when I was living here, that I didn't know any outside music. It's, so yeah,
2: it's crazy because I remember when his album came out and it was a big deal. Like I remember yeah. being on like the the, yeah. the Q10 bus with the cassette with my boys, mm-hmm. and I was I was the first time I'd open it, and some dude was like, "Yo, you got the Memphis Bleak tape? How is it?" I was like, I'm about, "We about to find out right now." Yeah, and um, that first record on the on the album, which was like, there's a tip if you're gonna put out an album, like your first song gotta be like the. It gotta be the set dude. the tone, I think that's yeah. kind of been lost too, but like I think there's like a whole like a domino effect as far as like how distribution of music and how we buy music has affected the creation of music mm-hmm. and how it's made, you know what I'm saying, just because yeah, I could go on a tangent about this, but like I mm-hmm. always felt like um instead of bands, remember when Napster came around and, and it got to a point where it was like everybody was. Suing everybody because they yeah. were stealing music, right? Um, and don't think I've forgotten about the Memphis Bleak situation. But the reason why I'm mentioning this is because, like, that first record was so dope back then, like, track listing was important, so you had to sit there, like, yo, what song is gonna set the album off right? Mm-hmm. Then, what's mm-hmm. gonna be the track two? What's gonna be the track three? What's gonna be the four? The f- track four was usually like the, the premiere song or the, the right. radio the sing- record, the single, yeah. right? Or whatever, whatever, but um. Yeah, so when they were suing all those companies for stealing music, so on and so forth, instead of kind of collaborating with them, they kind of just like Apple was like, "You know, we're gonna do our own thing and we're gonna sell music individually." Mm -hmm. I think that was a huge mistake. I think they should have, they should have made albums. You still have to buy the album, Mm -hmm. meaning. Sorry, for instance, so if we go to Apple Music or we go to iTunes right now to buy an album, Mm -hmm. you could buy an individual song, Right. right? So much so that you got at the time it was like thirty seconds of preview music. Now it's like I think it's like right. a minute and thirty. So you basically hear the damn hear a whole damn yeah. song. I think what they should have did was they should have kept all this. You have to buy the album and you get an opportunity to buy the lead single, maybe another bonus track, mm. but you still have to buy the album.
1: Yeah,
2: I think mm. Jay did that with. Um, I forget which record. It might have been American Gangster. I'm not really sure, but I know like certain artists have done it. And I think, it, as a whole, iTunes should have done that. Or Apple should have done that and said, nah, we're not going to sell them individually. This will probably s- save the record industry. reason being uh, right. you're forced to buy that, pay that $15. For the
1: album. Right. But, yeah,
2: Because you weren't going to freaking Sam Goody and saying, man, I like track five on the yeah. CD. Can I just get that? Nah, you have to buy the whole album. Mm. And you either bought a good one or you bought a dud. That was the art of it. That was yeah. the whole thing about it. Like, you yeah. either liked it you didn't. So.
0: Okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Um, I still wish that they had record stores around because I feel like that's a lost art in its own. Like artists don't come out to areas and mm-hmm. like do meet and greet and Yeah. Like yeah. 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 So that's kind of like something I wish they would bring back. And music videos, like music videos, were like a story for a song. Right, right. But right you don't right. see that anymore like right, right. even with the TV shows, we don't have anymore like 106 in parks. We don't have any of that. Yeah, because anymore. you can
2: just everything is so easy for you to just go on a laptop and see it or your phone and go see a a, a mm-hmm. video, see mm-hmm. the new video. Like how many as far as Connecticut's concerned, how many prominent record shops were there? I don't
1: I don't even know. But now all of be, them are probably
2: gone. And I that's not just is, in Connecticut, that's pretty much everywhere,
1: everywhere now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz I know um in Connecticut on um on Albany Ave they had a bunch of them they had mm-hmm. a couple I used to go there but um mm-hmm. I would go there for like my reggae tapes though yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would get all my like Lover's Rock and yeah, yeah, everything yeah, like yeah. that but he still had he still had everything else mm-hmm. but um he mostly sold that stuff so right <clears throat> so it was a uh, it was, it was a couple. No. It was a couple you can choose from around that you time. Know. and then um, It's a lost thing now, man. It really is. It's sad.
1: Even when you had, like, your singles and you wanted to, like, make a mixtape. Yeah. Like, Quiet Storm or something was on. You had to put the little pieces of tissue or whatever mm-hmm. in the slots to make a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish kids now would be able to witness all that and they can't. Like, I remember
2: making mixtapes off of radio. Like, I used to, mm-hmm. like where you not you recorded a song and you got a bit of the commercial because you mm-hmm. forgot to press stop, stop on the recorders or whatever, whatever. Yes. Or you got to like the first verse of a song because you the 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 host was talking over the intro, so but you still loved it. Like you still right. did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that to me, that's like that's like music lover shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah.
1: Whew. With radio now and podcasts happening, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think that radio is going to go away and then podcast is just going to take over the industry?
2: Um, That's tough to say. In my opinion, I don't know if radio, I don't think radio is ever going to go away. Um, I would say that music radio is in danger just because, like, so you, and I'm not, there's not shots, but this is like what I see is like, why essentially do I need to listen to Hot 97 when I can just listen to music that I want whenever I want? Yeah. I think music has gotten to the point where it's so accessible that you don't need to listen to, um, I don't need to listen to the radio.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, what I'll say is this. I think music radio is in danger. I think talk radio is fine. Talk radio is not going anywhere. Right. Because right. talk radio is essentially a podcast live and you get to call in and do all that great stuff. But mm. music radio, it's a little bit weird just because... You know, like we could take Ebro in the morning or the Breakfast Club. If you would choose, you would just delete all the music that was played, all the commercials, and you just want the Breakfast Club. Right. You know just what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that's what's the that's the I think those type of radio stations are gonna have to figure out a way to make these shows talk radio. Like they need more content. But the problem with that is like they're in bed with the labels. Right. And they got also have to do the sponsorship. So it's mm-hmm. kind of tough. But mm-hmm. that's where YouTube and YouTube and all these other places come in. Like, they they still have to do live radio, but they just cut out the snippets of what was important, yeah. the interview that the Breakfast Club or, did or Eber in the Morning did, and they make them a clip and they make them a, a YouTube video. And mm-hmm. They'll make their money that way. But um, podcast podcasting is in a weird place, too, just because um, I think we're all just still trying to figure out what the potential, the true potential of what it can be. Mm-hmm. Like, right. We've seen what happened with two Dope Queens. We've seen what happened with all these, um, Mark Marin and um Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla's like making millions off of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He like he's done ridiculously well with it. So a lot of the people that started out early are really benefiting from it now. Mm-hmm. And so we're all playing catch up right now. Right. Right. So but I don't know if radio's ever gonna go anywhere. You
1: know what I'm saying? No. I'm asking this question because obviously people are getting a lot older. So Mm -hmm. um, when I look at the Breakfast Club, as they did with kind of like 106 in Park, they Mm -hmm. had to replace people. So Mm -hmm. when these people get older, Mm -hmm. who do you think should come in to kind of not replace them, Mm -hmm. but just start like a new wave?
2: Man, that's a a really good question because, remember, there was a a conversation about that. I believe it was Joey Badass and was it Angie Martinez or something like that, where they were talking about a lot of these guys need to like – not necessarily move, but like you're holding this younger generation from taking your spot. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of talent in this new media age. Like, I know somebody, uh, Ivy Rivera, who's like out, out here tight. right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying she's doing her thing right now, and she's out there, and um, I could definitely see her taking. You know, she could take somebody's spot. Mm. Um, but like, it's tough because. We may know the best solution for that. So f- whenever Flex leaves or whenever Ebro in the morning is over or, po- or Peter Rosenberg and them leave or Breakfast Club leaves, we may know these people personally or just have an idea who these people are just because like, we follow their clips on Instagram or we follow them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is like these people that run these companies don't know shit.
1: Right.
0: Right.
2: They stay in they stay in their high office and they think they know and they hire somebody that they that thinks know that they think knows, and they end up making the wrong pick and you you start scratching your head like nah that didn't make any sense like yeah. that don't make no sense, um so like I said I see a lot of young kids out here like really trying to do it and trying to be the next or the next in line, um I just hope that the people upstairs start coming down and start talking to us. And start saying, yo, who would you rather, who would you, who do you wanna hear in the morning? Mm -hmm. Who do you wanna hear in the afternoon drive? Who do you wanna hear um, be the next big thing on radio? Yeah. Because it's scary too. Like, you know, these, and the thing is, like, we all know, like, our flex has been there for
1: years. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's
0: been there forever. He's been
1: there forever. forever. So for me, it's just like, when, when do you think you're gonna be like, all right? I think it's time for me to not necessarily mm-hmm. hang it up, but mm-hmm. like let someone else come in. Like they don't think if- like
2: that though. Flex yeah. is not thinking like, man, I gotta, I gotta hook up this next generation. He think about that. Like yeah, he's nah. like, yo, this is my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he- I've, been, I've had this job for over twenty years, fam. Like that was another thing about that whole argument. Like I, also, I understood the Joey Badass side, where it's like, you know, you have all these talented young cats who are making noise. Um in the industry, in the new media age, and it feels like we're not touching base with them. But you still have like the Angie Martinez and the Folk Master Flexes and the Ebros, and you're essentially telling them like, yo, quit your job so we could get in. Right. Right. And it's like, right. you can't fault them for saying, no, <laughs> like I don't want to quit my job. <laughs> yeah. Like, money's still good. They're still involved with the culture. They're smart. They bring in people throughout, you know, throughout the station that are young like us, well, not me, but in general, and they, you know, they talk to them. They say, "Yo, what's poppin'? what's really good, so on and so forth." They may not necessarily understand the music, mm-hmm. but they say, "All right, listen, this is what the kids are listening to. This is what they. This is what's poppin'. All right, let's bring this guy in. Let's interview him. Or let's let's see what he's about." These guys aren't leaving because we want them to leave. They'll leave yeah. when when it's when right. They want to. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I I understand that, but then in a way, it's just like. Damn, like you really been doing this for years. Like you probably could do something else, and then let someone else come in. Even if they were to say, Mm -hmm. "All right, flex, go ahead, take a vacation, take a couple days off." We're gonna have this person come in and see what the numbers are like when they come in and do it.
2: Mm -mm. The the reason why that's it's different because, like, it's like with sports. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Obviously, with sports is a physical, um, it's physical entertainment. So you know, you obviously you can't play football or basketball or any sport forever. But you never see like, let's say somebody at their prime, saying yo, You know what? I'm doing so good right now. But I want to see this guy shine right now. So I'm gonna let him rock. Radio mm-hmm. and media. There's no, you know, there's no old DJs like there's right. no, you know, there's no shelf life for a DJ like. Biz Mark, he's still d- DJs. He's like oh, he's in his fifties and shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, there isn't like necessarily a a shelf life. You know what I mean? So there's no way for you to say like, all right, well, you know. Flex, you're getting too old because your you're beat juggling is sounding off. Right. You know what
1: I'm saying? But, I mean, even in the black community, don't you think that there should be some type of ecosystem that we have?
2: That's that's dangerous because now you're basically telling somebody not to – not want to say not to earn it, but you got to tell them, like, yo, you gotta, you still got to work. Like, mm-hmm. you still got to put that time in and, 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 like, get the bag and put the blood, sweat, and tears in. Mm-hmm. Like – I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I see a lot of these kids come in here, and or not in here. I just see in general, like they don't want to put work in, or they th- they just they just think that I talk on a mic, I should not immediately be on Hot ninety seven right now. Yeah, like who said like because what you think you're hot and your peoples and your block think you're hot and
1: mm-hmm.
2: nah, there's like a whole like struggle to this. Like you gotta work for it. So as like I understand what you're saying, but. I don't. I don't want the work aspect of it to get lost. Lost, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there, Angie Martinez had to do overnights and bust her as a, as an intern and like had to like break her back for her to get a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be able to put the work in just so that um you get a shot. You feel me? Like yeah. um, how's the way. What's the way I can explain it? Like it's as simple as this. Like um, if you have an intern, I always tell interns this all the time. Um, if you're always there, being there is like half of it. All right. But if you're always there, you're always working, you're always pushing, you're always pushing, you're always pushing, you always, you're always accepting the jobs. Oh, I'll do it, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Let's say that one day the DJ got sick last minute, and then they're like, yo, we need somebody now who needs who we need somebody now to cover for that person. Mm-hmm. They're gonna look at that person who busted their ass, which yeah. always took the initiative. Cause then they will say, "All right, give it to her," cause she been here, and well, we know she here. Mm-hmm. First off, she's here. Second of all, we know she's not lazy. Right. Third of all, like whatever, give her a shot, and we just know we have a worker. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I understand that whole the ecosystem kind of regulating itself, but we shouldn't get lost in the aspect of like, yo, still going for yours. Mm-hmm. Don't think the ecosystem is just gonna hand you a job. You still gotta go take it.
1: Yeah. All right, Peach. Well, we ha- Before we have you mm. sign off, just let everybody know where they can find you at if they want to come and. CSL
2: us. man. Um, so go to you could go to Cast Sound Lab, um, CastSoundLab dot Follow us on Instagram at Cast Sound Lab, and yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Let me pretty
1: 12, appreciate the knowledge. Thank bro. you, man. I appreciate Definitely. it. All
2: right, I'm out of here. Finish this
1: <laughs>